Aspens, Washington. It's the Beginner's Guide to Model Railroading. I'm John Gardner. And I'm Nathan Smith. I'm the expert. And I'm the beginner. I just want to introduce you uh, all to this podcast that we're coming up with. It's called The Beginner's Guide to Model Railroading, and I hope it's namesake. Uh, so the reason why we're doing this podcast is because there are many, many amateurs to model railroading, and yet, unfortunately, there's a very steep learning curve. Um, back in the day, there was a man, a very famous man named Ryan Anderson, who kind of pioneered the genre of beginner podcasts, but unfortunately, uh, he tragically passed away a few years ago, and um, or there, there hasn't been as much of a, an outlet for beginners to learn uh, in the hobby, at least in the podcast area of the hobby, and so I thought I might fill that opportunity. Now that you know what the podcast is, I shall tell you what the podcast will be. It's going to discuss a bit about how to build model railroads, and what we interrupt this broadcast for a freight train. I should have been recording... Nathan said, false alarm, it's a high rail truck. I should probably add that we're actually recording this sitting about 20 feet away from the Burlington Northern Santa Fe main line through Edmonds, Washington, uh, which is served by the Empire Builder, Amtrak Cascades, Sounder Commuter Rail, and apparently, high rail trucks. <laughs> this is the first episode of the podcast, we don't want to make the... Aha, here we go again, it's that quote, damn high rail truck. This is the world's oddest stop sign situation ever. Because the, uh, the high rail truck is trying to cross the intersection, but the gates for some reason won't go down because it, it, it doesn't have the minimum number of axles, and so the cars keep passing in front of it. It doesn't usually go down when the high rail truck is passing. Did he wave? Nope, he didn't see me. All right, back to the podcast. Now that you know what the podcast will be, let me tell you about what we're gonna discuss in this podcast. We are gonna discuss how to build a model railroad, how to make buildings, how to design layouts, track plans, garden railroads, and pretty much- A little bit of live steam too. A little bit of live steam too. Pretty much anything related to model railroading of any scale. The idea of this podcast is to try and explain things to people that they might not know when they first get into the hobby. So pretty much everything is on the table for discussion. We will be recording episodes probably every two to four weeks. and It's not going to be solid. It, we're going to get them out whenever we can, but also I have a life. <laughs> All right. I'm hoping you do too, but... G4 will provide the expert's perspective. I will be. I will provide the beginner's perspective, as oh. I am in the process currently of building my own outdoor railroad, and I'll talk about that in a future episode. And I myself have built, I believe, what uh, two or three layouts this point at this point, and I'm right now building my fourth. So, uh, as Nathan said, I will be the expert, and I will primarily answer Nathan's and your questions if you decide to call in with them. More on that later. 
Together, we hope this mix of opinions will be thoroughly and compre uh, comprehensively explain the hobby. Every episode will cover a topic about model routing, explaining it to beginners. But we will try to be informative enough to make this podcast interesting to experts as well. Mind you, we will try. However, I am not a professional radio broadcaster, and I might not succeed at that. This is my first podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I've hosted two episodes of podcasts before. Uh, oh, well, I'll actually get to that, so never mind. So now a little bit of how we got into the hobby. Um, I myself had a childhood obsession with trains, uh, despite my mother trying to steer that in the direction of boats. We had a feud. Um, and my uh, obsession with trains dated back to 2002, when I got Great Model Railroads 2002. And I saw, I think the very first layout uh, was the Sioux Line, a beautiful, massive model railroad that was uh, fantastically modeled. And that the, the kind of the cover photo of that magazine and then a few of the photos within got me completely hooked. Uh, over that time period, uh, my grandfather made me uh, two simple model railroads, a, a 4x6 and then a 4x8 layout that I got to play with whenever I was visiting him. Uh, 2005, I got my very first Lionel train, like almost every single other modeler in the hobby. But unlike every single other modeler in the hobby, instead of just running it around in circles and under a Christmas tree, I actually once made my father make me a, a floor layout and operated it as if it was a tourist railroad, going point to point, <laughs> having station stops, servicing the locomotives. I had a blast. I just wanted to have a more permanent setup rather than something on the floor. Uh, I have uh, made three railroads to date, one successfully finished, one not so successfully finished, and one currently under construction. Uh, the one that's uh, under construction right now is my latest and greatest. It's based on a real railroad, the Kalich, Chehalis, and Cascade Railroad in southwestern Washington in the 1920s and 30s. Forty bucks a cab ride. Oh yes, uh, uh, this railroad actually has a surviving locomotive, which is how I found out it existed. And I befriended an engineer who worked on the railroad, and I kind of um, may or may not have trapped him inside a restaurant for five hours, I kid you not, and made him draw out everything for me. So that was my major source of prototype information. But uh, it's currently about two-thirds finished track laying, no scenery yet. But um, uh, of the track that is laid, I have a yard, a staging yard, um, a, a few industries, and most importantly, all of the turnouts are powered, which is, was a big thing for me that I'll get into later. But enough about me. On to Nathan. <clears throat> all right. My train obsession dates back to 1993, way before John Gardner's, a.k.a. G4, started his obsession, because I was born in 1992, three years before BNSF came into existence, so my grandpa took me to watch trains in Edmonds. And mind you, this is 1993, so this was two years before Burlington Northern Santa Fe became BNSF, or so to speak. And now, along this line, to this day, I remember exactly 23 years ago, nothing but green engines of the Burlington Northern paint scheme coming along here. Now it's pretty much all the pumpkin colors we know today. Hey, at least it isn't the barf bonnets anymore. <laughs> oh wait, this is a beginner's podcast. The barf bonnet was a particularly unattractive paint scheme of BNSF in the early years that was uh, that used puke colors to paint the locomotives. You're not talking about the fake bonnets, are you? Uh, no, no, the barf bonnets, the one that were like the uh, the the '90s green and purple shades. Hmm. That, that's what I've heard other people refer to. Them Anyways, as. sorry. 
So I'm pretty much obsessed with not just trains, but anything that goes on any form of track, really. Anything that uses rails or tracks, guideways, you name it. And my dad has been collecting trains for years. And when I was eight years old, on a trip to British Columbia, I actually got the special opportunity to drive a freight train that was owned by BC Rail, which was the name of that railroad at the time before it became Canadian National. They invited me aboard a train and asked if I wanted to drive it. So, of course, under adult supervision, of course, but still, that's a memory worth serving. No kidding, I'm jealous. Yeah. So, and on to them, my love for trains just prospered over time. Like, literally just prospered. And then, on the evening of December, on December 31st, 2003, um, the very, the very night before the first North Line Sounder started service, I came to this very spot and rode my first commuter train to downtown Seattle. And that brought memories down the line and took my love of trains even further. <laughs> so from there on, I continued to ride trains and watch trains. I only got into photographing and videoing trains just a year ago, however. And... I've been on many Amtrak trips. I've been on Amtrak Cascades. I've been on Amtrak's Empire Builder. I've been on Amtrak's Coast Starlight, which is my favorite, by the way. And I visited many tourist railroads. And I only got intensely into the hobby last year. So now I have trains from N scale to G scale. The model railroading hobby, to be specific. Yes, the model railroading hobby, to be specific. And... Oh. However, I do consider my love of trains to be an overall hobby in itself, including the model railroads as well as the pictures I take. For more information about my videos, go to railfano227 on facebook.com. He has a pretty extensive Facebook page with lots and lots of videos of trains all from what, uh, Southern, Cal from Southern California and Arizona to Washington. I'm hoping to extend beyond that in the coming years. We will only have a finite ability to think of topics for the show. After the first few episodes, we will base our topics on listeners' suggestions. Eventually, we want to turn this into a fully-fledged Q&A service for beginning modelers. We also plan to add a few personal stories into there, uh, seeing as Nathan uh, takes a lot of trips to go rail fanning and I'm uh, going to be building my own layout. Uh, we are probably going to add a few uh, personal allegories and tales of what we're doing uh, as illustrations of what's going on. But primarily, though, this is meant to be a, a service for beginning modelers to ask their questions and to get advice when they need it. So in closing, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at bgtmring at gmail.com. Again, that is bgtmring at gmail.com. You can remember us because we are the beginner's guide to model railroading. As he said, you can visit Nathan at Railfan0227 on Facebook, uh, and hopefully soon we plan to start our own Facebook community, again, spearheaded by Nathan, so that uh, instead of devoting whole episodes to topics, if you have small questions or if you just want to chat with other modelers, uh, you can join us that way. If you like the show, please give us a good review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast feed. If you did not enjoy the show, do not say anything and contemplate the thought crime that you have committed. Thank you very much for listening. And happy rails.
Hi everybody, uh, this is G4 back in the editing room at home, uh, and I've been putting together the podcast, and I need to tell you about one more feature uh, to the podcast that we will be adding. Unlike traditional podcasts, which have uh, opening and closing soundtracks, I'm going to do something a little bit different, and there's a little bit of a story behind it. I found in building my previous model roads that something very, very helpful uh, in getting across what I wanted to create was to have some music going in the background that fit the particular emotion that I was trying to portray with any given scene or with any uh, particular area of the model railroad. Uh, this helped largely because I was uh, not a very good artist and so I couldn't draw out what I wanted to create. Um, but it also helped me when I was building it to kind of channel that emotion and that idea of, uh, of what I was trying to build into what I was actually building. So, in lieu of a traditional closing theme song to the podcast, we are going to have a particular piece of music that fits the theme that we're trying to portray with that episode of the podcast, and that sometimes has some personal significance for us. Again, this is going to be used under the Creative Commons license, and in accordance with that, I will be telling you guys the name of the uh, publisher of the music and the particular piece of music itself, and the artist, if applicable. So what we're going to do here is one piece of music that has a very, very special place in my heart. And um, for anybody who is familiar with my previous work, specifically with Model Railcast video, what I did with this particular music was I stripped out the, about the first third and the last third as the opening and closing sequences respectively of the Model Railcast video uh, productions that I was making. And I chose this piece of music for that particular production after I had listened to eh, pretty much over 200 songs, uh, and I narrowed it down to whichever one was going to be the best. I set aside a few others for seasons of Model Railcast video that all actually got deleted in a hard drive crash when I moved to Washington in 2012. But this particular piece of music, not only did it actually make it to the final stage and was published to YouTube, it had such a uh, lighthearted and bright excitement to it that I never ever could let go of. And so whenever I listen to it now, I am immediately and always brought back to that very fun and exciting time of when I was in the midst of building my second model railroad and it was becoming a very beautiful and functional piece of work. But then also when I was exploring this vast and deep side of model railroading that nobody had really ever touched on before in terms of all of the, the layout visits and the interviews that I was doing for season two of Model Railcast video. I also really liked this song because it had such a vibrance and an exploratory feeling to it that that always, to this day, gets me excited whenever I have the opportunity to listen to it. Uh, and so I am going to present you with Model Railcast video theme song three, also known as The Main Theme from Silverado by Bruce Broughton. Yeah. 